Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jessica Sato from Corporate Cubicle to Empowered Impact Driven Entrepreneur. And she provides business strategy consulting services for business owners and for founders who are burnt out, frustrated, overwhelmed, despite being successful. Oh, lovely. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. You're welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on that with um, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah. So right now I'm really focused on business owners, particularly women who are further into their business building journey. They've been successful. They're making money. You know, if we put it in the sort of like the business revenue model framework, mm-hmm. they're post-revenue, pre-scale, and they've kind of hit this wall where they're looking at their business and they're thinking, why am I doing this? Is this really how it's supposed to be? And the work I do with them is really helping them get back to, okay, why am I doing this business in the first place? What's the impact that I want to make in the world? Like, how do I want to be doing more meaningful work? How do I want to make sure that my work does good things in the world? And then really weaving that into their business strategy, their ex plans, KPIs, the whole nine yards. So it's um it's a fun challenge because it forces people to really a get honest with themselves about what they really want to be doing. Yeah. Right. Which is usually different than what they started out thinking. And being really strategic about weaving that all into the business together. So nice. So what what drives your clients to come to you to seek you out when they're as you said Post-revenue, pre-scale, it's that nice, beautiful place where it's kind of working. Um, yeah. Do they know they have those that, that sort of glass ceiling and the blind spots and something holding them back? Or is it, I, I, I don't know what I don't know. What is it? It's maybe a combination of things. I would say for some of them, many of them, they're, they're on the upward trend of, of starting to want to scale. Uh-huh. And so they're starting to hit that overwhelmed place where they're still doing it largely by themselves. They maybe have, you know, an assistant here or there, maybe a contractor, but haven't really brought in teams, don't know how to do that effectively or are just outright nervous about it, right? This is their baby. They built it up to this like really successful level. Um, So some of it, they just, they need help, but they don't know how to go about getting it. And it's just exhausting. So it's like, yeah, I'm successful. I've done this thing. I built it, you know, the way I wanted it to be. But at the same time, 
I don't actually want it to be this way. It's not quite what I thought it would be. And then for some, they're there, they're looking at their business and they're, they're thinking, and this was actually the case for me a couple of years ago. I, I looked at my, my business. I, I was like, yeah, but successful by all measures. I thought, is this really all there is? And I realized that there were some important components to the business that I had always cared about, but weren't a part of the process. And mm. so for me, it allowed me to just kind of push the pause button and, and really get curious about what is it that I want to be doing in the world? And how do I want my business to be a part of that? Like, can my business do good in the world in addition to me as a human being doing good? And so I went through this process of trying to figure out what that meant for me and came out on the other side with more clarity. And, you know, it's a very much an evolutionary process. So I would say most of them are either at that overwhelm, bordering on burnout phase, or they're like, hmm, this doesn't feel as meaningful as I thought it would. Nice. And so from everything you just said, you've, you've been through this exact process. You've been through yeah. the same shoes as your clients um, not long ago where you had to pause and reevaluate where am I going? If things are good on yeah. paper. Everyone else says I'm successful and should be happy, but ah, oh, something, something yeah. is missing. So yeah. what was it like for you? Let's just get into your brain here. Obviously mm. your clients are exactly the same, but what was it for you? What did you feel at that time? What were the telltale signs for you? Mm, great question. I think for me, there was sort of this emptiness. You know, it's like you said, if you look at it on paper, doing great. If you, people are looking at it from the outside, they're like, this is great. But I kept thinking, is this all there is? And it, funny enough, it actually reminded me a lot of what happened when I was in the corporate world. You know, climb the ladder, do all the things, was successful. And I got to this point that, oh, is this really all there is? And so it was like this parallel journey. And so I had had a sense for what that feeling is like just from that previous experience. And I think a lot of people who leave corporate, for example, or professional careers to start their own business, they kind of have that similar thing. And so there was a sense of emptiness, this, this desire to want to do more and for it to feel more meaningful. And it just didn't. You know, it was like, yeah, I loved helping my clients. I loved doing the work. I loved seeing their journey. But when I thought about like, could I be doing more? that's the part that was really missing. And when I thought about like the different pieces of my own life, things that I was passionate about, those were missing. And I thought they don't have to be missing. I could weave these pieces together so that it's more cohesive as opposed to these disjointed things that are happening in my life. Okay. And that point was, was it hard to try and once you had that realization and yeah, I, I, I see it now. I, I kind of get it. How was it? Because having that understanding and that awareness, that's only one part of it. Being yeah. able to then pull these things in and bring them in and change the actions you say, save some more yeses, say some more noes, all these things. What was it like for you during that transition? You know, I went back and forth because I had a sense that in order to really be strategic about this, I was going to need to cut off of the most profitable parts of my business and that's really scary and I also knew enough about myself to know that I wouldn't be able to straddle the line like I'm kind of an all-in person and so mm. I thought well yeah I could I could build a little exit strategy and I did a little bit but I if left to my own comfort zone I would just 
straddle the line and be like, yeah, I'm going to keep making money over here. And I'm going to kind of do this over here. And I thought that's actually not going to work. So I built myself a, a little mini exit strategy for how I'm going to wind down this part of it mm-hmm. and ramp up this other piece. And, you know, in all candor, there was a lull in revenue. There was, a, a, you know, these big question marks in my own life. Oh my gosh, did I just make a huge mistake, you know? And yet I just kept feeling like that sense deep inside, like the sense of peace, like you are doing the right thing and you know how to do this. You've done it multiple times now. And so it's going to be okay. Just keep doing the very things that you tell your own client to do. Keep being consistent, keep showing up, yeah, keep, you know, filling all the blanks, right? You're a, you know this stuff, you know all the right things to say, you know the things deep down yeah. and this is at a next level. It does, it does feel different. So it's all going well saying, I know this, I've done it before. Yes, but you've never done it to this scale, this level. Yeah. There's a level of understanding with that, that new foundation that yeah. it can easily be overlooked. I've done it before, it's fine. You haven't. So you have that awareness that there's going to be bigger problems. Maybe the same problems come in. with you know, They look slightly different, as Katie keeps saying, you know, fake mustache, fake glasses. It's the same <laughs> thing. So yeah. I'm not this, this, this problem you've done before. I'm something new and something different. So you should try yeah. something else. It's It's funny that you're saying that because interestingly, I did have this moment where I was like, oh, I'm just making a complete shift in my business. Like it is completely different. And to a degree, it was completely different, like complete an audience shift, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and where I was really getting myself hung up with thinking, oh, wow, this is, I'm, I'm solving completely different problems now. And then I, you know, I've kind of got my own little personal board of directors and mentors who, you know, just really speak out for wise counsel. And mm. they're like, you're really overblowing this. You know, it's like a little dose of reality. Like you think surely, surely not overcomplicating <laughs> and blowing out proportions. Surely we, no one yeah. does that. Yeah, no. And so I thought, okay, I need to go wrestle with this because in my mind, it felt so massive. And then I the more I would talk to people and the more, you know, people would, you know, be engaging with me. I realized, oh, actually, I'm really solving the same problems. They're just a little bit further along. They look a little, like you said, fake mustache, different glasses. You know, they, they look a little different. The way people talk about them are a little bit different, but the core mm. is the same. And that's, like, I, mean, hey, that's I, I know you. This yeah. is the same kind of flavor to it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in all candor, the other part of that is when you're doing that, and you're in that kind of messy sausage making phase, which is extra gross because I'm a vegan. Um, there's there's this sense of I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, and that's really disconcerting because if you've been an expert in your field and now you're shifting over here, it's like you feel like you have to climb this new mountain all over again. Yeah. And it was really helpful, I think, in that case to have people who are like, "You do know what you're talking about," and then to have conversations where it re- it's reinforced. That yeah okay I I am an expert here or I do know how to talk about that or I know where to get the resources for this person you know mm. so it's those transitional phases are very I think emotionally yes. for sure let's let's go down that rabbit hole then because mm. beautifully put these things again you're you're a coach, but a number of different levels, you know, all the right things. Logically you get it. Mm-hmm. I think most people at home, we, we all know what we should be doing. We just can't 
do it. And logically, we can we can justify why we shouldn't do it or justify why why we can't. But emotions play a big role in this, and they're controlling. So, what? Maybe what was it like for you? Maybe what's it like for you now? Because now you're going through another transition. You're leveling yeah. up further and changing almost. It's mm. almost your identity as you move into yeah. the next iteration. Let's talk about the emotions behind it and how that has impacted you. That's mm. yeah, a, a really great question. I think at every stage one of the prevailing emotions has been, I, I hesitate to even say it, but I guess it is really true. Like there's this fear component, like what if it doesn't actually work out? And, you know, I can psycho talk myself to death and, you know, put the positive spins like, oh, but what if it does, you know? And I, I believe that fully, like, yeah, mm. what if it does? It'll be amazing, yeah. right? But it doesn't change the fact that beneath the surface, there is this fear like, okay, what if this thing that you're really trying to do just doesn't work out? And, you know, in my case, like one of the things that I'm really working toward is expanding into a completely a different country, a developing country, working with entrepreneurs where I don't live, but have history with and thinking, how am I even going to go about doing this? And so there's just one of, question marks about who am I to be doing this? Can I really do this? What if it doesn't work out? You know, so there's sort of that, I don't even want to call it negative hinge. I just think there's sort of like reality-based questions that are important to be asking, but they create this sense of fear that sit right in the center of your chest. And you're like, oh, and for someone who's by nature, pretty optimistic, it's a really comforting feeling because I'm not used to feeling that way mm. and I think the other feeling too is this just this sense of uh, smallness not like in a playing small kind of way but you know the problems I want to work on are big global problems and so there's this sense of like again that who am I like can I really make a difference here like all that stuff that gets wrapped up in, you know, we'll just bucket it as imposter syndrome, all kind of fits in there. But it, it results in this sense of, of smallness that if, again, if you're not used to feeling that way, mm. it's really, you're like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't like that, you know? And so, you know, I, like you said, I've learned enough to, to know that it's important to feel those feelings, but it doesn't change the fact that I don't actually want to feel those feelings. So, no, yeah. We- no one wants to feel that. I mean, d- d- here's a nice little um, time collapse here. On, on this day today, we're actually launching this podcast for reals. So when you listen to this, obviously it's going to be in the future. But those voices of, is this, are people going to like this? Are people going to really yeah. enjoy it and get you know, what we want from it? And actually, is it going to make a difference in, in people's lives? Just hearing little nuggets of advice from, from us. Mm-hmm. Who are we to do this? From, from you. you. You've come on here and you're sharing so much wisdom. There is a little bit. Everyone has that. No matter where you are in your yeah. business, there's always a voice. You will always hit a level where it's, yeah. are you sure? Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to go the opposite direction. I want to get a little hook and hook onto something yeah. else. So when you're going through these times of fear, these what ifs, these... Um, what if it doesn't work out? Um, who am I to be doing this? Most people go down to find out where's that rooted? Where's that fear coming from? 
Mm. Um, and if you can go far, you can you can you can really find this. But how about the opposite direction? What what do you need in order for this to magically disappear or vanish or, or be avoided? What external do you look mm. for? That makes sense. Yes, I think so. Um, I tend to look for signs. That sounds like super metaphysical. I don't really mean it like that. I'm a spiritual person by nature, but I, I'm always looking for signs and little doors and little things. And, mm. you know, when I'm having like those moments of like deep doubt and uncertainty, mm. it's weird how often I will get a little, a little thing. And so in my case, what usually is showing up are things that take me back to Egypt. So I grew up in Egypt as an aside. I was there in my early formative years, studied mm. abroad in college, that sort of thing. I have a real heart for the Middle East. And yeah, like, here's a great example. I was, I was at a, a sound healing session and I was just really like feeling overwhelmed, stressed and like inadequate. And I come out and I had been in this room many times. And I happened to turn my head and I looked at the practitioner's shelf. And right there was a little set of alabaster pyramids. And I said, have you been? And she goes, yeah, but I totally forgot they were there. And it's like, it, I can't tell you over and over and over, I'll see these little signs. And I just keep thinking, I'm going to take this as validation that I'm on the right track. And the same will, will happen with, you know, I'll be having a conversation with someone and they'll say, oh my gosh, I know a person. You need to meet this person. Let me connect you with. And that has led me down a very interesting set of roads that keep validating that you're on the right path. And so for me, it's almost like, these signs will just keep appearing and then conversations can I, can I just, will validate. Let's jump in yeah. at that point. That's beautifully put. So what you're looking for is the way you get out of that is to look for the signs, look for the, look for the validation, look from the, the nod yeah. and the wink from the universe, God, source, mm -hmm. whatever you believe in that. Hey, yeah. Hey, and, and that's the, where the playfulness comes in. So yeah. we can all see different signs um, and be like, Oh, that's telling me not to do it. Or the same thing mm. that's telling me to do it. We can perceive and translate anything in the way that we want it to be. Mm. So totally. it's finding that nuance between, and maybe you can help describe this feeling for me. When you have that nod and a wink, what is it when you, when you realize this is showing me that it's the right way versus, mm. yeah, I'm going to take that as a, I shouldn't. There's a different kind yeah. of heaviness if you can feel that. Yeah. What's that for you? Absolutely. Can you describe that? Yeah, for me, that usually results in like sort of this sense of uh, opening, right? So when I feel like I'm getting a closed door sign, I usually feel like a constricting in my body. It, it's usually very clear. And I, I really yeah. do believe like the body does tell you whether it's a yes or a no, right? So if you just pay attention, you'll, you'll know this, you'll figure out how it is for you. But for me, when it feels like a yes, it's almost like an unlocking, like my shoulders relax, mm -hmm. my chest opens up. It's like yeah. a little bit like I can breathe easier compared to, yep, nope, that's a full constriction, definitely not proceeding down that path, you know? So it, I think of it as an opening versus a constricting 
Okay, that's beautifully put for the yeses or the noes. How about these noes that we can, oh, we can convince ourselves? Because mm. as humans, we we try and stay away from you know, uncomfort. We're, we're actually programmed to not mm. be uncomfortable. We'll actually seek it. So how do you know? And maybe you know from doing the wrong thing. How do you know for you? What is just, I'm uncomfortable. This is new. This is different versus mm. this is a no. I shouldn't do this. My body's saying screaming no. What does that look like for you? It's mm. a really good distinction that you're making. Um, I think it still comes back a little bit to the opening versus the constricting sensation. And when I'm going down a path, here's the thing. I, I find that I actually do know deep down, but I'm choosing to go against it. And what usually happens is I'll just start to feel my body get really tense. And for me, I have, I can almost say that with certainty, I have this, we'll get this tension knot in my left shoulder mm -hmm. and it will just get worse and worse and worse. And I, I've, I've seen that happen multiple times where I'll just keep going thinking, nope, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to push through. And then eventually like my neck will sort of like lock down and like, no, you're not going to do it. As opposed to that deep sense of rightness, mm. it's uncomfortable, right? Doing big things, saying or making bold statements, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for anybody, but there's still a sense of rightness deep in your gut. And, and so for me, it kind of is like, Am I willing? The, the real question is, am I willing to listen to what I know to be true deep inside? Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I, I think, who knows? There's a billion answers to this. It's fun just <laughs> hearing you explore it in, in sort of real time going through. So I'm trying to get a different way of thinking because as a coach, you know the right things to do, the right things to say. I'm trying to take you on a different path, which sort of unlocks maybe something new for, for you to sort of consider. But I love what you said about yeah, the knots in your neck. I mean, from my experience, it's when when something isn't right, I, I truly believe the body speaks to us. I truly believe that the body communicates. Um, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Sarno, they, everyone, a lot of people talk about this particular thing. Uh, one train of thought is that the body is trying to get you to not look at anything emotional. It's, it's too emotional. It's too big. I'm going to distract you from that. I like to believe that actually the body is trying to work with you that these pains these mm. aches these things happen it's trying to say hey can we get his attention because mark needs to learn mm. something here and if you know my knee yeah. plays up and it's like he's, he's still going he doesn't listen to this okay back you've got him you're the you, let's go nuclear you'll get his attention so learning yeah. to listen as katie says okay she, she's so wise listen to the whispers before they become screams mm. that's a beautiful yeah. way of understand it so everyone at home i hope this is making sense and yeah something's coming across here how do you feel with that no i think that's on point i i've not heard it quite like katie said where you know listening to the whispers before they really is like kind of that punch in your face but i totally love that because you usually do know yeah. you know and you you're actively fighting against it maybe because you just really want to do this thing 
or you really don't want to do that you, you try trying to justify try oh my gosh trying to justify and then if you're justifying you're in a protection cycle which means there's something you're avoiding and you're going to be reacting there's all that that oh. means yes i just want a sorority snap it <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it thank you nice so okay let's 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 move this forward so right now with your business as the business owner with all these everything that you've shared so far what where's your area of focus right now and what are you going through right now that's like oh this is this is where my next my next end level baddie is this is my next challenge that I can't quite work through yeah great so one of the areas and you know I've talked a little bit about Egypt but one of the things I see and feel very strongly is that entrepreneurship uniquely affords people and women in particular, especially in developing countries with opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise have. And, you know, I, I, I've been tracking the data and I can see that the need for entrepreneurship is only going to increase, right? If you look at the number of youth, the population levels of youth and the growth and jobs, all that, there's not going to be enough. And so that means people have to have an alternative path. And I think for places where there are boundaries or barriers, cultural, religious, otherwise, that keep women in a second-class position, we have to help them figure out alternative ways. And I think entrepreneurship is a really powerful tool for that. So for me, I keep looking at how can I build a bridge between Western women, Western entrepreneurs even. I don't even necessarily think it has to be women between Western entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in developing countries who need tools, they need mentorship, they need guidance, not us you know, coming in and plopping our things on top of them, but walking alongside them in this journey as they're trying to create more opportunities for themselves. And so mm -hmm. right now, you know, the, the next frontier for me is navigating that tension of running my core business while also trying to figure out what does this actually look like? Is this a nonprofit? Is this a thing that's funded by my core business? Is this a direction I'm going all together? I don't know. And so I'm very much in that exploratory phase, talking to a lot of people, looking at a bunch of different options for you know, what might be a good starting point or an entry path that mm. maybe I, I've never even thought of. Um, and, you know, to, to our earlier conversation, you know, this is one of those things where I'm like, okay, am I, am I walking down a path that makes sense? Am I equipped for it? There's all those fears, all those uncertainties, mm. these big question marks in my mind. And yet, there's still that sense of rightness. And so until that sense of rightness goes away, I'll just keep going. And I figure we'll figure it out as we go. And I, I you know, it's very counter to my nature. I'm, I'm a strategist by nature. So to kind of be in free flow and just see what happens. Where does this conversation lead? Who does it connect me with? You know, yeah. that's a little bit on the uncomfortable side, but mm -hmm. I'm actually starting to enjoy it a little bit. That there's something beautiful there. So you're now in, as you call it, free flow. So as a strategist, you you like to know the the how to do it, all the steps. Obviously, we, we all need to know where we're going so we can actually get there rather than take the wrong turn. Um, you know, we love to teach 
it's not about every single how. How doesn't matter if you know your vision, where you're going, exactly what it's going to be. And there might be wiggle room, but you know what, where the destination is going to be. You know the flavor of it. You know what it looks like. The how yeah. is absolutely irrelevant, but it's those steps and following your intuition. So you're now on a new, a completely new journey, yeah. following your intuition, following your body, finding what's right and seeing those nods and winks from the universe and what it leads to. Um, and I love that you could admit that, damn it, it's, it's uncomfortable. This is kind it's of- so uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you know, what's, what's amazing, and I think maybe this is part of it, you know, stepping away from the how, what I have found is I'm actually not alone in this journey. Yeah. That, you know, what seems like this monumental task, and in many ways it is, there are other people who have done it, yeah. are doing it, who want to support you in it, are willing to connect you. And that's, that's where I'm really, when I say in flow, that's where I'm really starting to appreciate. Like, you, you really don't have to have all the answers. If you have, like you said, mm -hmm. if you have the direction and, you know, it, it might take you on a, you know, I live in the mountains, so like, I'm all about getting to the top of the mountain, right? But there's many paths. And that's what I'm starting to, to, I think a growth for me when I look back on this phase will be very much, it was okay to be in the flow and to yeah. not have all the answers. Love that. I'm being calm and relaxed and having that the faith and the yeah. belief in where you're going. We can only get totally. really overwhelmed if we don't have the, don't have the plan and then have the mm -hmm. belief. If you have the plan without the belief, oh my gosh, that's going to be an overwhelming, tough journey. If you've got the belief, but have no idea, what are you going to create? Who knows? So yeah. I love piecing this together with you. Look, Jessica, we could talk for hours on this. I'm sure we could, <laughs> but um, look, thank you so much for your, for your time with us. Thank you for sharing your journey and everything you're, oh, everything you're building. Thanks for having me. Great. It's, yes. it's super fun to talk about this. It's cool. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it can be challenging, but it can be so, so fun. So look, Jessica, if you want to find out more about, about you and your services, where can they find you? Yes. So probably the best place is at my website, which is jessicasato.com. Um, and I'm very, I love hanging out on LinkedIn. So if people are interested and want to connect and that's their hangout space, you can find me at jessica-sato. Um, love to connect. Awesome. Well, everyone go check her out. And hey, Jessica, thank you so, so much. I appreciate, yeah, playing along, being vulnerable and just being honest with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.